Racing. Green light, they're set to go. Green light's on. Set for a start. Kablenz is holding on. Cut glory for Kablenz. But it is all heart style Rico, and he is going to absolutely bolt the Melbourne Cup in. Green light on podcast. Global and trending. Well, there you go. Global and trending. The green light on podcast absolutely flying. And we thank our main man at headquarters in Melbourne, Dan Hibbard, for a bit of a wrap before uh, race number nine last Thursday night. But it's been a big week, as it often is, in the world of greyhound racing. And to dissect that and then move forward to next week, we've got Jason Adams on the line. And, Jace, you've been a pretty busy boy this week. Yeah, big going on, Jim. Great to be part of the podcast again. And you're right, move over uh, Joe Rogan, move over Howie Gaines. It's time for the Greenland on podcast time in the sunshine. But yeah, you're right, it's been a big week. Um, big weekend ahead as well. I'm heading over to Perth, which is nice and fun. Hopefully the weather's a bit warmer than what it is over here, but I don't go over with a stack of confidence from that point of view. Yeah, mate, you're uh, you're living the life, that's for sure. Every time we get you on the show, you're jet-setting somewhere in this uh, in this great country, but it's good to hear. Earlier in the week, mate, uh, Sandown Park were part of a, a pretty special race. I was lucky enough to get the gig calling, and for those who don't know, uh, I think the Sandown Vet organised the race itself. It was at Sandown Park on the Greyhound track, but it was people running, not greyhounds. And to break it down, what it was was the vet, which was Dr. Alistair Smith, who uh, who was the main man down there at Sandown Vet, which is one of the, the number one greyhound uh, vets in the world, as well as domestics as well. You also had a couple of representative teams of four from Sandown Park Greyhounds and also from, from Greyhounds Entertainment, which is the, the big bistro and tab set up next door. And, Jace, you were a part of it uh, this week, weren't you, mate? Yeah, I was, mate. We marked ourselves, my team, at $1.30, and it's safe to say that was overs. So um, it was certainly a romp. I think, what what do you say, Jim? Usually by the length of the straight, tongue-in-cheek, but I think that was uh, quite accurate from uh, the scenes we saw on Monday, wasn't it? It was literally the length of the straight. And and for those who don't want to listen to the race replay of me calling uh, five groups running around Sandown Park, including our great man, Jason Adams, just skip forward about two minutes. But... Here is the replay of the, the great race, oh, they're calling it, from Sandown Park the other day, Jace. It's the great race. Five teams racing for greatness at Sandown Park in Melbourne, Australia. So they're in starters' hands now. And away and racing now, and Hugo got away very, very fast. Oh, Adrian, he's very slow. Alistair, Dr. Pimp Daddy was away quickly, and Matthew for Fireflies right up there, but Hugo's gone really, really hard, and he sets up a good advantage at the first bat and change. It's Hugo crossing over now. Tim takes a clear lead through section number one. It looks like the Baristo Bandits have gone to second. Dr. Pimp Daddy and his three bitches with Ash now being passed on the outside by Deanna, and Oh, I'm not too sure who this is back at the rear. It might be a vet. She's not running near as fast as what she does take orders for the bistro as they head off the back. It is a one-act affair here. Wow, we're fast living right up to their name, Tony. They tell me he was in the stall gift about 55 years ago, and he's about 100 metres clear. Look at the pace now of Mel in the red starting to wear them down. But as they turn for home... It is Jason Adams, the rising star in the media, now a rising star in the athlete world. Look at him go, racing Jason Adams. He'll career up the straight to a sensational win. Racing Jason Adams, wow, we're fast. They've bolted in. Dr. Pimp Daddy and his three bitches. Sam winds up second. 
It's a close go third, and the Fireflies are going to run in last. What an amazing race. It lived up to expectations, but wow, we're fast. They are fast. Well, there we have it, Chase. The race replay of what they're calling the great race at Sandown Park, mate. And as a broadcaster, probably one of the, the bigger events I've called there at headquarters with Race and Jason Adams bringing it home. And just to chat through some of some of those names, I, I spoke of Dr. Alistair Smith, uh, Smith who is the, uh, the number one vet there at Sandown Park, a vet who obviously works for the, the Sandown Greyhound Racing Club. She was a part of the other... Sandown team that didn't go so well. She pretty much runs everything upstairs there. And and then you had, was it Timmy, the track man? He was barefoot down the back straight. Tony, who was was incredible. And then they brought the baton to you, Jason Adams, and you brought it home for the team. Yeah, we did. I think the only time that uh, anything has gone quicker around the track was probably Aston Rupees. So, <laughs> look, we were on song, Jim, and, um, yeah, it was great to have you along. Good fun. Um and, yeah, I'm sure there'll be a second rendition. So maybe fast forward 12 months. Hopefully the same teams. We might need a handicap of some sort uh, or, or line betting or, or something along those lines. But um, good fun, wasn't it? It was uh, good to get everyone together and, and do those sort of things. So um, good team building exercise, I guess you could say. Yeah, mate, it was it was good fun, that's for sure. And uh, you went with the team name Wow, We're Fast, and, and that didn't disappoint, obviously, uh, getting that name from, from the great Wow, She's Fast. But, no, it was good fun. Well done to you and the the team there at the Sandown Greyhound Racing Club for taking home the the athlete win there at uh, at headquarters. I'd, I'd love to see a little bit more of this. I reckon this is something we could get a lot more of and, and potentially even see, you know, Sandown Park track staff taking on the Meadows track staff, taking on Ballarat track staff, and whether or not there's a handicap of some sort. Obviously, with the GPS data, we could potentially put those on, have section timing. Sure. And oh, Look, I think it's just something that can bring the industry even closer. And, you know, it's, it's a bit of a laugh at the end of the day and after a few you know pretty hard years i think it's good to have a bit of a bit of a laugh and, and enjoy something like that yeah 100 percent. i think look this day and age i think in all all capers and all, all walks of life we can sometimes take ourselves a bit too seriously so anytime we can loosen up the shackles and uh get moving like that it's a good thing jim and we spoke about our sort of quick we're going on the turf probably not as uh, fast as you head around a tennis court. I'm, I'm sure it's been... Uh, it was mentioned last Friday night at Ballarat, wasn't it? But, um, yeah, good fun. Run of the week. Well, you gave a perfect segue about moving fast around Sandown Park. We had a special guest on the pod last week, Calvin Russell. And uh, Calv hasn't had too many winners at Sandown Park of late, but he was pretty confident he had one that was a big chance. So I backed him in at value, Johnny One Thong, and he took out the Warrigal to Sandown final. Well done to you, Calvin Russell. This would be a, a great replay for him to listen to. Johnny One Thong. Johnny One Thong. Winning from box number three. I'm glad I'm not calling. Green lights on. The Warrigal to Sandown final. They're set. Ready. And away. Good speed out from Johnny. One Thong's going to lead at the post the first time. Railing through Fernando Dusty. Off the track, Nathan Ryder coming through. Now second pick gets in up on the inside and getting checked back to last was done work and ahead of it was Mighty Thanos and Basil Brush Rose. Leader was Johnny One Thong. Off the back a length in front of Nathan Ryder. Trying to get up on its inside. Fernando Dusty trying to go between runners now. Back on the inside was second pick. Johnny One Thong's in front. Flying was Nathan Ryder, but Johnny One Thong Johnny Wanthong won it. You'll be Johnny Wanthong. They could not run him down. Jason Adams, he looked in trouble off the back in the, the light rain there at Sandown Park. He was able to pin the ears back, and it was a, a gutsy little all-of-the-way win. 
Yeah, it was. Great job. And you mentioned about Cal Russell as well. He's pretty prominent, uh, I guess, in a lot of the, the tracks throughout part of the world, whether it's Hillsville or he's uh, trialling commonly at Sandown. So um, good to see him get a city winner on the board. And one of the best racing names, I think, we've got going around in Victoria at the moment, Johnny Wonsong. So uh, if he's a go on with it, I think he's going to develop a bit of a following quite quickly. Thursday's preview. Let's drop the hammer, mate, into this Thursday night meeting. We've got 12 races, 12 winners to be found. Let's power through this race one first event. Vic Bread Series final carries $10,000 to the winner. Huge prize money uh, on with number five, Max Swan, after a couple of runs of late where this Greyhound's been showing really good early speed. Yeah, I'm on board as well. Number five, Max Swan. There's not... Look, really a lot of pressure around him, and he has gone the, the five O's of the first split, which isn't common in this field, so I'm with him as well. Race two, tough race. Promising youngster, Quick Smart has the pink. Not sure if uh, if it's the right draw for this youngster on the rise, but I'm going to go with number two, Sir Chappie, I think, with a bit of strength at the end. Yeah, it's a big test of Quick Smart. I'm with him because I think he's the most talented dog in the race, but first time at grade five level, Box number eight, which he has handled a wide draw, but it's a bit different, this sort of company. So, yeah, I'm with him, just couldn't find uh, enough confidence in something else to beat him. Race four, I'm with number four, I'm Easy Boys. He's uh, just a winning machine. He's won 27 out of 121. His form probably has tapered off. He's maybe not as strong as he once was, but I'm just not sure where greyhounds like Ariane Bale and Meet Joe Black are going to get to from the outside. And you take those two out, and it's then a very winnable race for I'm Easy Boys. Yeah, open sort of race. I went with... Aston Pride, number six, just thought the, the quick stepping out of the boxes for her recently has got to be uh, upside, and she looks to get to the middle part of the track, so box six can't be a disaster, so uh, I'm with her. Best bit of the night here, race four, number one, do it, stepping up to 600 metres, has done it before, but uh, a pretty long 500 metre campaign beside his name, and chased home equaliser in a pretty rough race at the Meadows two starts ago. He's just been burnt off in a, in the last couple of runs. So I think getting up to 5.95, he's drawn his box in one. He, he clearly, I think, is the best bet of the night for me. Yeah, I'm with him as well. I haven't marked him my best, but we know throughout his career, an inside draw has been really important. He's always been a strong sprinter. So it's probably surprising we haven't seen more of him over 600 metres, but here he is and it looks well suited to win. Yeah, and in a fifth grade, mix four and five effectively. Uh, only, I think, one or two grade four dogs, so he's well placed. Race five. Uh, on with number two here, Zipping Camilla. Obviously, we had Lukey Adams on the show recently, and uh, I think the form line's pretty good. So I'll go with number two here as I uh, just about choke on dinner. <laughs> I'm with number seven here, Scofflaw, Jim, and one of my two best of the program. I thought he was so good last week, and he's got all the habits. I know he's, he's stepping up into. Probably slightly a better company here, but he's got all the habits to be a really good dog. So I'll be with him, race five, number seven, the first of uh, my two best of the night. Gee, I needed the new mute button on uh, on my end there, Jason Adams. I was like Jimmy Jakes uh, at Gloucester, not Gloucester, Globe <laughs> Derby that day where he goes, I'm done or whatever it was around the home corner. Just I couldn't go on. Yeah, that's something like that. That's about right. Hey, race six, 715 metre staying event this one. I... If it wasn't for Johnny Wonthong last week, Play Nice probably was the run of the night. Um, looks a promising stayer. And again, this Tears I Am line just continues to produce good dogs. And so synonymous with the, the Britain camp as well. So, yeah, I'm with him. Good win last week and just seems to be improving. And, mm. you know, it's a, a real sign from, from that breed once they've stepped up to 700 metres so quickly. 
fair bit of confidence from the team. So hopefully he can go on with it. What about uh, race number seven? I'm with Hamilton here. I'm concerned about Let's Win Coin having a bump with Dusty Burbsky as soon as the lid's open. The red's going to want the rail. I, I really did toss up between Hamilton, who's just a, a real Sandown Park star, and, and McInerney, who I think's actually drawn pretty well here. Yeah, I'm with McInerney. Um, look, with Brendan Purcell, I just think when he's come over here, I don't think they had real high expectations for him, but he sort of exceeded those on a, a couple of different occasions. So, Inside draw suits. I think Luna Cruz will give him some room. Hadouken, as you said, will hold the fence. So I think he's well placed. So number two, McInerney for me. Jarek Bale looks nicely placed in the grade eight. McCauley's lad back to 600 will suit him better. I think the Reds going to lead, but if Jarek Bale sits on his tail, he might just be a bit too strong and run him down. Definitely. Second of my best bets of the night. He's just a dead set pro, isn't he? Over 600 metres and... Although it's a good field, he's just no stranger to any of this sort of stuff. So I think he's going to be the one to beat. So Jared Bale for me as well. Race number nine, there's already a scratching of the seven storm stroller when we record this Wednesday. Uh, I'm with Jungle Panther here. His run last start at Ballarat in one of the, the Pink Diamond races was enormous to get as close as he did. But that's the kind of dog he is. You need a little bit of luck and he might create space for Nikolai Bale, which I see as a bit of an issue. Yeah, I thought, Nick, thought Nicolai was a big chance. Not that keen on Jungle Panther. So I went with Fernando Mick. We know he likes to be in that sort of mid to wide part of the track. So uh, pretty good feel that he comes up against. But I'm with him. So Fernando Mick for me. And uh, the last three races on the card, mate. Race 10 is the green light on podcast grade five. The best race name in Greyhound Racing. I'm with the red Fabriola Duran. Tipped on top at the Meadows. Last start by both myself and Schmiffy. So I'm going to go again with uh, with her off box number one. She just showed a good will to win last time at the Meadows as well. Got a good eye, that young bloke, young Corey Smith. Uh, I'm with number seven, the hero, Bale. Just a lot of qualities. We're speaking to Delm Klemke at Ballarat last Friday night, and he was pretty bullish about her chances Saturday night. She won, and I hope she can do so again. So your hero, Bale, for me. Sticking to inside draws, the last two. I'm going Usman Bale, race 11, number two, and race 12 on the each way with number one, Aragog. The last two for you. Number seven, Angus Keeping in the 11th. And then in the last, number three, who I know plenty of blokes who'd, uh, who'd fit the bill of this name, number three, Salad Dodger. You're talking to one. <laughs> that makes two of us. Hunters, punting club. Yeah, you've given us a couple of little best bets already. I think you gave us your second best bet, but then you didn't really go through and give us your best bet. But I'm assuming we'll get that here on the Punters Punning Club race. And, Jace, I'm with race four. I'm going to go 25 bucks each way on do it. I think it's as simple as that. I'm going to split mine up. Race five, number seven, Scoff Law, 25 on the beak. And then also race eight, number two, Jarek Bale. So Jarek's probably the one of the two that I'd, I'd say I'm the most confident on. I've got to uh, put my hand up for a confession, Jace. I've been lazy, too lazy to keep all of the data based on our punters' punting club. But what I'm doing, I thought new financial year coming up, nothing beats a new spreadsheet at the start of July every year. So as of uh, the first meeting in July, I'm going to keep a very, very close tally on our punters' punting club, as well as Corey Smith at the Meadows. So it might become a little bit of a, more of a competition. And I'll, I'll make sure that we keep the data better and we can steer the uh, the listeners into plenty of winners. How's that sound? Yeah, sounds good, mate. Clear the decks ahead of the new financial year. Don't make it be one of these, uh, I guess, when we get to the 31st of December, these new year resolutions where oh. none of it's following up on. So um, we've got to be right on this one, Jim. Enjoy that holiday away, you, uh, you cheeky little holiday maker you are. 
Yeah, mate, looking forward to it. Get over to the West and enjoy uh, a couple of beverages, some nice tucker and uh, some good racing as well. So be good. Thanks, Jim. Keep a leash on Marky Elmas for me, okay? Yeah, very tight one. Don't worry. <laughs> Inside Info. Let's sink our teeth now into Inside Info. Sandown Park meeting June 23. My best bet of the night is do it. And we're lucky enough to be joined on the Green Light on Premier Racing podcast by one of Dewitt's key owners. And I speak of Jared Sharp. Sharpie, how are you, mate? Hey, mate. How are you? I'm going well. Probably not as good as you, though, by the sounds. You've been good enough to jump on the podcast whilst you're at the pub having dinner and sinking a few cold ones. You're living the dream. <laughs> yeah, well, just a normal Wednesday night, I'd say. <laughs> well, it's not a bad uh, not a bad little thing to do on a Wednesday night. I actually snuck down to our local before recording the podcast, but I was on the lemon, lime and bitters, so I'm coasting along. Hey, your involvement in racing, you've been involved in, in Greyhounds for a long time. Can you tell us where it stemmed back to? Uh, I started catching dogs when I was a little kid, uh, Olympic Park, really, and that's where I got to meet Alan Britton. Uh, Jeff, Robert, uh, Linda, and Ian's father, Hall of Fame man, and Margaret, his wife, and that. And we've just been friends for the whole journey, and I've just grown into the dogs and loved them. And um, basically grew up at the track, really. I've got no family involvement, but I just love them. They're the best. Those days of Olympic Park, I, I was one track I never got to. I was obviously too young, but... The, the world of greyhound racing has changed so much. Obviously, it's much more digital now. So many people sitting from home and being able to watch the racing from their land room so you don't get the turnout. Obviously, the bookmakers back then, you had to be on track to place a bet uh, back in the day. C- can you explain what it was like at Olympic Park all those years ago? Yeah, I could tell you that um, one of the big differences now I see is that every trainer in the form guide used to be on track in those old days and... If you send them have a dog in, you knew they'd be there and you knew you'd have a beer with them and you knew you'd have some companionship and you'd have the best night out of your life. If you see now down today, all the big trainers are still there, but they mainly send their workers or their kids now, all the younger kids and that. It's still good. It's still good, but it's hard when you, you're trying to entice uh, the actual trainers out because people have an awe. They see them on TV. They see their names on TV, but often most times they're not at the track. Mm. It's, it's just too hard for them. And, and they're ageing too. Most of them are ageing. It's an interesting view. And, and you said to me just a moment ago on a Wednesday night, pretty much a, a weekly event that you'll uh, you'll get out to the, the local pub and, and catch up with a few trainers. And it's obviously pretty important to be able to keep those relationships going. And I, I think sometimes not enough people take that break away and you know just catch up on a, on a casual basis with other racing people. I think um, as I grew up, I grew up with um, Alec Reid. He was like a father figure to me um, outside of dogs, which he was a Hall of Famer and just a great mate, great friend. His best mate was Ray Drake. We're still with him tonight, here now, which is 30 years ago since we first met Alec and Ray. Um, we went used to go to Lara every Wednesday night, catch up with all the Britons. Um, that's too far now. But all it is is basically... On a Wednesday night, we used to sit down and talk, and that's what we did. We sat down and talked because when you go to the track, everyone's busy. They'd be off handling dogs and all that sort of stuff. That's before they had workers. But now today, everyone's sort of off course. Uh, they're all we catch. We have still very social. We're still good friends. We still love each other. But it's more. It seems to be more off course now. And the the, the trainers send their workers to the track. So if you're bringing new owners in and they want to meet the trainer, I think it's a bit hard. It, it, it does make it a bit hard because they're not usually there. 
You make a good point, but Jared, the good thing is, mate, with this digital world, you can just click click on the green light on Premier Racing Podcast and you've got it all. Winners are plenty. That's what the punters want to hear on this podcast. And you've got a very, very important runner. Best bet of the night, I've marked him. Race four, number one at Sandown Park tomorrow night. Do it. He's done it for a long time. He's been a really good dog for you. And what do you what do you make of the chances tomorrow night? Am I barking up the right tree this time with him as my best bet, do you think? Well, I think he's odds uh, half or quarter because he's got the red. Mm. He loves the red. He's been showing. He's been running in harder races. He's been drawn wide. It, ever since the start, he's always been that mad railer. Needs the fence. Doesn't have that massive early pace, so he needs luck. Um, when he started drawing low draws, his form just went through the roof. On Adelaide Carp, uh, he drew red in Top Gun, all that sort of stuff. He's been such a good dog. He's a beautiful dog, and... Um, I I would just love to see him win. Uh, he drew the red about three starts ago at Sandown. The track was quite heavy. I reckon they dug it up. That was a speed star night. They dug it up mm. um, on the Sunday, I think it was. Anyway, and maybe it didn't sit him because Jeff even trialled him. He trialled 23-19 uh, post to post. He trialled Mapunga Ruby as well. This is the same day, and she went about 12, 23-12. And... He runs behind the lure, not even behind the lure. He runs behind the arm. He's, mm. he's the most craziest rail you've ever seen. So I said to Jeff, I said, why don't you try a 600? Why don't you put him in? And he, he kept down the meadows. He's trying to get him back to grade five. And um, hopefully it's the night, but he won't want to make too many mistakes. So I'd just love it if he jumps, if he can hold the rail and then use his mid-race and see how strong he hangs on. I want a fast track. Can we do that? Fingers crossed, mate. Uh, look, off box number one, he'll run fast time. There's no doubt about that. Can you just explain that feeling of winning the Adelaide Cup? Because it's such a prestigious race and, and your boy Dort was able to do that and, and win the Adelaide Cup. Can you talk us through that night? Yeah, it was during COVID and we weren't allowed to go. Mm. Um, and that was one of the yeah, biggest disappointing things because I've been to a lot, of, a lot of his finals. He's been in a lot of finals. He's contested a lot of... Well, as a, as a pup, he's been in every feature race going around. He's been in, always been in competitive races. He's never really dropped back to grade five. I think when he dropped back to grade five at Sandown one night, he ran about 29-20 or something. Mm. But he's getting on. He's three and a half. Um, yeah, he, he's got nothing to prove. It's all now. I just, I love him. He's been so good to us. The other guy that owns him is the first time I know him. It's his first ever dog. And he's, <laughs> he wants to buy another dog. And I said, I don't even know why you're going to bother, mate. Because you, <laughs> you're not going to get nothing like to it. He's been, he's just been a star. He's won 300 plus thousand. He's been relatively injury free. I just hope he keeps going so we can have more fun. Because um, And he's already got a home for life. When the other guy's going to keep him. So, yeah, no, nah, he's a good boy. And I just hope he sprouts out tomorrow and gets on the... Just, Breaks him up a bit early and keeps going. I think he's going to be very, very hard to beat, mate. And there's something about first-time owners. I think you just need to call anyone that has never owned a greyhound, get them in a syndicate with you because for some reason, first-time owners seem to have the most success in greyhound racing. Well, good luck with uh, Do It, mate. I appreciate you taking a break from the the dinner table at the local to, to jump on the green light on Premier Racing Podcast. So good luck tomorrow night. Thank you, mate. All the best. Well, how good is that? Jared Sharp sliding away from the dinner table at the local to take a call and jump on the green light on Premier Racing Podcast. Everybody wants to be a part of the family here. There's no two ways about that. But on a serious note, 
Uh, these greyhound trainers, owners, breeders, they're all so, so kind with their time and we appreciate it over the journey thus far. Well, that puts the line through this podcast. Hope you've enjoyed it. There should be plenty of winners to uh, to sink your teeth into, that's for sure. Don't forget, back for Saturday night's meeting at the Meadows. Until then, punters, you know the drill, safe travelling and happy punting.